rising on an emerging generation of kings. All right, are we ready for the word? Give me more energy. Are we ready for the word? Islanders, Islanders, somebody capture this for me because I need to hear someone on the island capture this. I want to hear the sound on the island. Those who are on the island, if you're ready for the word, jump up, lift a cheer, spin around, run around, and shout hallelujah. So like is that is it that difficult? <laughs> so, Let's go real quick to the text. Second Corinthians. By now, many people should know these. But let's go to chapter 4 in the second service from verse 16 to 18. Second Corinthians chapter 4, 16 to 18. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Look at your neighbor and say you will carry weights. Somebody needs to say one intention. I'd say your name will be a waiting name. Say it in Igbo. Your way to be a waiting name. <laughs> your ministry, your impact, your destiny, your assignment will not be lightweight. To be a heavyweight impact you're going to make in the earth in the name of jesus he said he's working for us a far more exceeding and external weight of glory while we do not look at the things which are seen but at the things which are not seen why for the things which are seen are temporary but the things which are not seen are eternal Paul is explaining to us that there are two dimensions of life. There is a dimension of life that is earthly, that is natural, that is visible, that is physical. There is another dimension of life that is just as real, I dare say, more real than the physical. That is eternal, that is invisible, that is substantial, but it's not physical. Are we here? And Paul said, in this visible realm this physical realm there will be pain there will be pressure there will be demands there will be complexities perplexities things you can't explain away there will be things you're expecting that will not happen there will be things that you're not expecting that will happen there will be delays you didn't plan for that will happen there will be things that will happen earlier than you thought they should happen and what was supposed to be a blessing according to your own schedule will become an emergency responsibility that you have to take on are we here he's saying these are the things that happen in this earth 
but I don't want it to be blinded by the pressure. I don't want it to be overwhelmed by the pressure because if all you see are those things, then you will no longer see the things that are eternal. Are we here now? Please, if you can do me a favor, take your finger, uh, the first finger, don't go near the middle one, the first finger, hold that finger in the air right now. You can hold it in the air, right? Is your finger there? Is your finger there? But what can you see? Tell me. You can see my face. What else can you see? What else can you see? No, no. Just, just look. Just put your finger like this. And what can you see? You can see the screen. You can see the keys person. You can see the camera. You can see the drum set. You can see the monitors. You can see all of that. But your finger is there. Right? Now place your finger right in front of your eyes this way and focus on your finger. Focus on your finger. Now what can you see? What can you see? Is focus on your finger. Can you still see me? Can you still describe exactly what I'm doing with your finger as the focus? Can you still see what's on the screen? Partially, but not completely. Can you still see uh, the band, the keys man? Can you see the keyboard? Can you see the drum set? No, if you're really looking at your finger, you can almost see nothing else. This is the interesting thing. Your finger is smaller than every other thing. But when you make it the center of your focus, it blocks out things that are 100 times bigger than it. Uh, can we talk now? This screen is, I don't know, a thousand times bigger than your finger. But just because your finger was in focus, you could not see the other things in focus. What pressure has robbed you of your vision? What pressure has robbed you of your provision? It is not the pressure per se, it is your focus on it. Paul is saying there's a way something very small can block something very magnificent. In fact, the truth of the matter is no matter how focused you are on eternity, everybody, every human being will still have the temptation to have the glorious vistas of God's eternal beauty and splendor veiled just because we are in this finger called the earth. That's why it said in 1 Corinthians 13, he said that we behold, we see now, but darkly as in a glass. Why? Because there are still things about the earth that are blocking our vision. But I pray by the mercy of God that everyone who has their finger in view, who has nothing blocking their vision, as you progress in the story, starting from today, you'll be able to put that finger where it should be and you'll be able to see all the glories and the beauties and the bounties and the graciousness of God. So there might be somebody right here who is saying, Oh God, by now I thought I will be living in my own house. But can you still please celebrate God that your house is not at symmetry? Can you come and celebrate God that your vaults have not become your abode or accommodation? Do you realize people who were wiser, smarter, finer, richer than you are now making their abode in the grave? Are you here somebody that you have to remove the finger of the pain and see the vista of God's gratitude? That you have to remove the finger of the heartbreak and give God the glory that they broke your heart but they didn't destroy your destiny what got broken was 
man's commitment to you, not God's covenant with you. If you will, please help me high-five somebody and tell that person, remove the finger from your face. Some people, their finger is keeping them seated. Their finger is tying them down. Their finger is holding them down. But if it can help me, look for two people and tell them, get that finger off your face. In fact, point at somebody. Say, get that finger off your face. Get the finger out of your own face. That's the way you do it. That's the way you do it. It does not mean the finger is not important. It does not mean the finger is not real. It does not mean the pain is not important. It does not mean the pressure is not real. But it means perspective gives pressure its place. Perspective gives pressure its place. And many of us have not been taught how to handle pressure. So you just say, pray, pray, pray. In fact, the call for prayer can put you under pressure, on top of the pressure. Come on, can I talk now? <laughs> Putting pressure is good. You're not praying hard enough. Oh yeah, you now came for durability yesterday. You came. Power was all over the place. Hallelujah. Let's celebrate Fidel and the amazing work of ministry. Came for durability. Boom. Power. But as you got home, pressure was waiting for you. And the devil now told you maybe he didn't pray well enough. It's not always like that. Look at your neighbor. Say it's not always like that. Say if you had prayed well. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. If that's the case, how about the many other things you didn't pray for that God did? Can we get some perspective? Surprise miracles. Surplus supply. Bonus blessings. Huge. <laughs> titanic testimonies <laughs> that you knew this had nothing to do with my prayers so we, we need to have a robust perspective now out of your humanity you're going to say things that you're like well so for example Mrs. Balot you know Jesus on the cross said my daddy my daddy your baby is saying Why have you forsaken me? Then let me change the song. <laughs> but Jesus said, My father, my father. Why? You know, people say, My father, my father. Papa, papa. Prophesy, prophesy. Say, My father, my father. Why have you forsaken me? That was the humanity of Jesus. That's why sometimes people are grieving or they're going through pain. Their vocabulary may be imperfect, but hear their heart. Jesus was there. Let me show you. Let me show you something. Can we look at something together? I believe at Hebrews chapter 5. Is pastor okay? Y'all didn't even check to see whether there was some electrical, electrical issue. Um, so Jesus, oh, why are you giving me this? Then give me this. All right, are we feeling good? 
Hebrews 5, I believe it is. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, let's go to verse 5. Hebrews 5 is 5. Let me show you something and then we'll build it up. Then we'll build it up. So also Christ did not glorify himself to become high priest, but it was he, that's God the Father, who said to him, God the Son, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. <laughs> I feel like we will not really appreciate the full measure of the sufferings of the Christ until we get to the other side. How many of you know that more often than not, the person who enjoys your food has no idea what it costs you to cook it. The person can see the food. The person can smell the food. The person can even say thank you for the food. I mean it. But they went there. When you mistakenly cut yourself or your manicured nails became need to be cured nails, or when the pepper entered their eye as they were cutting, cutting, and then ah, or the onions, right? They don't have that process, that back end stuff. So, even in the work of salvation, you have to think what pressure did Christ go through for him to streamline his vast eternal nature. And compress it into the body of a human being. Let me give you maybe a bit of perspective. Imagine if they said to you, you're going back to Jeliosimi. You know what Jeliosimi is? Jeliosimi, let the house rest. That's a Yoruba word for crash and kindergarten. So imagine say you're going back to kindergarten, you're going to be seated in that small stool. You're, yeah, as you are. Ajwaya. You're going to be writing on 2A or 2B or whatever to be determined. You are not allowed to articulate what you want to say. You have to babble. <laughs> Oh, babies don't talk like that. How they talk? <laughs> you had to do all of that. How would you feel? And wear diapers. That, that, that. I want milk. How would you feel? Tell me. Insulted, disgusted, miserable. Are we seeing those words? Now, how old are you? 20 something, 30 something. And you're being asked to go back just a few years. He's the eternal. He's the beginning and the amen. The true and faithful witness. So he's seen the entire spectrum of time and eternity. And now he has to leave. So he has seen the days of iPod. Of uh, tablets. Computers, he's seen metaverse, he's seen virtual reality, seen the days of floating buildings, but he has to come into a time where there's no mobile phone. Uh, 
How many of you get impatient like me when internet is not interneting? So Jesus knows that there's a technology in God that can allow the news of his birth proliferate across the earth in one moment. He knows that there are people that will believe in him 2,000 years later who will take his words and in some cases maybe not even interpret this accurately but they are going to get on social media or television or internet and 100,000 people will listen to them in two days. Yet, he's not going to be allowed to leave about 20 square miles. Come on, talk to me. Mainland, this energy you're giving me, talk to me. I prefer that. I prefer violence. So I do because Jesus says since the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. And the violent do what? Where was this thing before? Bring it out. This is, this is how you live life. I'm not joking. Look at your friends who are breaking territories. Are they always calm and quiet? Sometimes they are seemingly obnoxious, but they get the job done because there is something in the protocols of the earth that answers not to intelligence but to violence. Just to be clear, for one clip vlog twitters, I'm not inciting people into revolution or bloody violence. Talking about spiritual intensity, vigor, fervor, boiling point energy. To be clear. Said, wow, they just declared war. <laughs> On the devil. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> are we here now? So Jesus is going to be restricted. So there are things you just wanted to say. And sometimes, he, I mean, you just give them a little bit. Oh ye of little faith. For how long shall I be with you? Whitewashed sepulchers. Just as the fringe. It was restricted. Pressure. Somebody say pressure. Hebrews 5 is 5. I want to show you something. Now we're going through a couple of points in the service. So also Christ did not glorify himself to become high priest. So he did not carry himself up. Not Beraga. But it was he who said to him, You are my son today. I have begotten you. Verse 6 now. Give us verse 6. As he also says in another place, You are a priest how? Forever. According to the... Have I explained to you that God the Father is not a priest? The Son is a priest. Because the priest must have someone below and above. So the Father cannot be a priest because there's no other person he can offer sacrifices to. A priest must offer up. So there must be somebody up that is receiving the offering. That's why in covenanting himself to Abraham, the word says that God seeing that there was none greater than him, he swore to himself. So God said, God, in the name of God, I promise you, God, that what I've said concerning Abraham will come to pass. You see the now. Priest forever counted all of Melchizedek. If you want to say, ooh, say it out. Me, I don't like it. Verse 7. This is where I'm going. Who in the days, innocent, watch this, of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications and durability with the human cries and tears to him who was able to save him from
Jesus was crying. He did not just cry like ah tears. Who was he crying to? His father that was able to deliver him from death. Can I ask you, did he deliver him from death? What you call unanswered prayer is actually in many cases redirected prayer. So, you know, let me tell you one of the struggles I had years ago about prayer and the will of God and trusting God for certain things and them not happening. One of the major things, and maybe from theology and culture, one of the major things I would defer to is that maybe I'm not doing something right. Anybody ever be like that? Maybe there's one area of sin in my life. Maybe there's one area of this one and that. Then as I began to grow and I began to understand identity in God, righteousness and all of that, and also life, and I saw people that were doing things that had not, that had not even crossed my mind. I said, no, it cannot be that. I'm not saying that repeated habitual sin cannot cause delays. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that's hardly the point. You know why? Because Jesus said, God gives rain to the good and the evil. Most of the people who were recipients of miracles in the Bible were not believers. Come on, talk to me now. 5,000 were fed. Jesus said, I know you're coming because of bread and fish. He knew it. They didn't believe in him. That's why he had to tell them, I'm the bread. He said, Moses gave you bread in the wilderness. I've given you bread, but I'm really the bread of life. They did not believe in him. They believed in his bread. So if God blesses people or ministers to people who don't believe in him, it cannot be because you have sin in your life that you've not received what you're trusting him for. I know many of you are dealing with that religious, theological, but I'm going to show you in the Bible because can I ask you, who is the most righteous human who's walked the face of the earth? You don't know. Say Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Hey, hey, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. You're not talking Jesus over here. All of you will stand up and do your own personal. <laughs> you see that? So Jesus is not just the righteous. He is the. Watch this now. He is the righteousness of God. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Because we are made of his nature. So Jesus' righteousness but righteousness being interpreted in a state of emotional vulnerability is going to be deferred in other words Jesus is saying he said it if it's possible let this cup pass me by why is he introducing possibility when he said to us by faith if you have faith all things are possible Attention. You know what it means? Did he have faith or not? So what was happening there 
was not a function of possibility was a function of accuracy not everything that is possible for you is God's accurate plan for you so the mercy of God can block off your possibilities to streamline you into accuracy somebody say Lord help me heavy right it's possible you know I know it's possible you know Jesus said to them even now I can call my father and he will send legions of angels now as you are about to come into this cross I can I know the possibilities in God but he's saying nevertheless not my will so here's what I learned anytime you're in a place of protracted prayer engagement intercession and things are not happening the way you want so two things number one was the accurate will of God number two what part of my will needs to be surrendered to what the clash of wills but the point I wanted to show you here look at what it says he said he cried unto him that was able to deliver him from death offer the prayers give us Hebrews offer the prayers uh, prayers and supplications supplication is the stretching forth of the soul with vehement that's like <laughs> try to make a vehement sound yeah that's it may the Lord make your testimony so loud that even people that act in portion co come and collected will scream like that on your behalf he didn't cry to one idol or whatever it was to the father was able to save him from death he did not save him from death he saved him through death <laughs> delivered him through death for us but what was heard because look at neighbor say God has heard you the fact that he didn't pan out the way you thought does not mean God did not hear. Oh, who am I speaking to? Uh, all this, all those quiet people. I'm looking for some loud, vehement cries. I'm the fact that he did not pan out the way you thought, the way you hoped, the way you expected, the way you prayed does not mean God did not hear you. One of the conundrums of many believers is that the answer to your prayer does not always look like what you thought it would look like. It was heard because of his godly fear. Give us verse 8. Though he was a son yet he learned obedience <laughs> see this I, I just I, i'm trusting god the nigerians will just learn obedience by the things they've suffered <laughs> i'm i'm why <laughs> people um, because see, the way some people are still campaigning for some people, I'm like, suffer never do. <laughs> now, let me just say this: regardless of your persuasion, a guy, I'm your pastor. I'm pastor to all. I'm pastor to all. So whatever, even if you go and vote for the Kokore party, of it's all right. I'm still your pastor. Yam Tubas Association. <laughs> Lakpa Lakpa shares political association. I got you. 
I got you. Right. But there's sometimes wisdom says, let's try something different. See, it's better for someone who's never stolen from you to steal for you from the first time. And like, oh, so you're a thief too. <laughs> than the one that... <laughs> Let's not get political. But, but hear my heart. Regards your political persuasion, I got you. I'm your pastor. But I pray you learn. <laughs> Though he was a son, somebody say he was a son. He learned obedience by the things which he suffered. Verse 9, verse 9. And having been perfected. Perfecta. He became the author of What it means is that this death was working a work in Jesus and through Jesus. The work was not for the benefit of Jesus, but for the blessedness of Jesus to become available unto all. So the way life is manifested and multiplied through the believer is that something in the believer dies. Are we here? Jesus was good just being Jesus. But for him to become the grain of wheat that multiplies across the earth, he had to die. And so now he's not just the carrier of salvation, he's the author of salvation. Because Jesus died, baby guy is going to be in the heavenly Jerusalem. Because Jesus died, Mary Jane and Mary Ann, they're going to have eternal fellowship with God. Because Jesus died, Kuga and his friends, and all the other people, the Kuga, the lion, the tiger, all of them, they're going to have eternal fellowship with God. Because Jesus died. So what it means is every suffering in your life is not going to end with you. Because you suffered, somebody will enjoy. Somebody will increase. Somebody will be discipled. Somebody will become a missionary. Somebody will become a pastor. Listen, some of you are not pastors and you will not be called to be pastors. But you are a master life facilitator. Because of that label, a revivalist is being developed. A reformer is being built and edified. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because God has a way of bringing bringing Pauls out of Barnabas we don't hear much of, of Barnabas but let me tell you that guy's crown in heaven is going to be jeweled with glory because everything that Paul did is still going to be attributed to his mentor Barnabas are you hearing what I'm saying so ministries don't dry, don't die they evolve are you here so Understand so number three, why do is the pressure getting worse? I've already touched on it here. Number one, we said the pressure, maybe the pressure is getting worse because you don't know why the pressure is getting worse. We said in the first episode, those were not here. Number two, we said what? Yes, inventory metrics. Number three, maybe your theology is inaccurate or incomplete. The theology says, if I'm righteous, I should never suffer. Jesus' righteousness, Naim Sofa Pass. Can we embrace that? So for some of you who grew up in a background, or maybe your parents still do business with those kind of people, prophets this, prophets I can see tomorrow, prophet that and other. Not all prophets are bad. In fact, I think that the bad prophets or the false prophets are fewer than the real prophets. 
Now, many of the real prophets actually don't even use prophet as a title. Because it's an office. Because if we keep this title thing the way we're keeping it, very soon, in the Gen Z or Gen Z plus XYZ to power 5 generation, you're going to have monitor carrier, this. Camera holder, this. Usher that. Usher everyone. <laughs> so number three is what I've just explained. That the theology of certain people is so narrow. That that theology says, if I'm good, if I pay my tithe, I give my offering, then I shall have God on demand. G-O-D. It says, God, you said prayer offering. I did twice. Even when I want to be a prophet, I do them. Vigil, I did it. You didn't talk about the fact that you slept your way through two or three of the six hours. You know how we can bring a righteous before God? And act as if he's going to be impressed. See, God has seen men and women better than you. By whatever your standards of better men could be. You didn't hear you say? And by the way, you're not the worst of the lot. You say, how do you know pastor? I'm a pastor, so I hear things. You all don't look happy about this. Look, you're able to see your theology needs to accommodate suffering. Bad theology says, Paul, don't suffer, don't struggle. But Paul said, I was left for dead thrice. I was beaten with rods. Perils of the night, perils of the sea, perils of false burden. Of course, he didn't make his suffering his message, but suffering was part of his message. That I might know him and the power of his resurrection. That's why many believers stop. And that gives you head knowledge. He said, the fellowship of his what? sufferings John chapter 9 they saw a man who was blind from the womb and they said Joshua said who was born blind the disciples couldn't believe that godly theology embraces sufferings in many cases that have nothing to do with you and in many cases it almost seems unfair that God allowed it to happen because this guy was I mean born blind now this is the ridiculous thing this man was born blind Right? And he said, who sinned? Was it him or his parents? How can a fetus be watching porn, smoking weed, lying, whilst he was inside the womb? How was he going to sin? <laughs> he also maybe didn't stay well. <laughs> or he suffered his, his mother. Oh, come on, y'all. Give the baby a chance. You will see that. So... <laughs> Luke 19, give us Luke 19, 11 to 14. Anybody getting help today? I'm happy to hear that. Luke, 11, Luke 19, 11 to 14. Help us please. Now as they heard these things, he spoke another parable because he was near Jerusalem and because they thought the kingdom of God would appear immediately. So you know all this whole rapture will happen May 23rd, 2036. We've not had any jester do that for us recently. But there was a time we had a, a couple of jesters. <laughs> 2000, right? That God has revealed to them the day, the time. 
I don't want to get into the prophetic, but we need to teach a bit about the prophetic. One of the major things about the prophetic, God can give you dates and stuff. But a lot of the things in the spirit don't work with dates. dates. They work with times and seasons. So it's oftentimes a window. And so many times when you say December 16, 2023 or whatever, sure you know that it's December 16 is December 15 somewhere else. So did you lie to the Australians or what? Don't get me started. I need a charger for my phone. Is that okay? Can I? Can someone afford to charge my phone for a living? No, not for a living. <laughs> right. So God can give dates. I'm not saying God never does that, but I think the many times people sense and perceive and see images, and when we deal with the prophetic, we we'll talk about things. Some things can be overturned. Some things can be overturned. Some things can be delayed. Some things can be. Yeah. Thank you very much. Wow. Such a courteous charger. Very decent. All right. Thank you very much. So they thought the kingdom of heaven would appear almost appear immediately. So there's way, maybe like year 2000 or year 2002, there was that guy. Uh, whatever his name was. Kinogu Mozumba. Nobody bears that name, but whoever. That guy was, oh, everybody, sell everything that you have. Because Jesus has showed me in a night vision. Maybe it was in a night bus, y'all. That that this will happen Jesus already said no man knows the date or the time so either you're superhuman and you are closer to the father than the son mediator of the now covenant eternal salvation the updated edition second edition of eternal salvation author Nayubiko Oga Kwata Kwata <laughs> so they, they thought the kingdom would appear now that's what they thought because the way Jesus was going the momentum the governor by the way human beings have a way of turning into idols very quickly very very quickly it happens they, they did it to Moses you know and God said you're done right so when people start idolizing you just remember I am but the man there's a story about an ancient warrior uh, I hear it happened in the ancient Greek Greek times, but I also heard it in Yoruba land, so I don't know whether it's true or not. So there was a guy who was like an amazing warrior, great warrior, fantastic conqueror, took many kingdoms and everything. So whenever they would enter into cities back then, after the conquest, they would come on a high horse. That reception they gave Jesus, so palm fronds and casting their clothes, it was a well-known traditional thing only for kings and for conquerors. So that's why when people were hailing him, some people were upset because like, ah, this guy is a rabbi and carpenter now. Or carpenter, carpenter turned rabbi. Nazareth born rabbi. Claims to be royalty. Oh, imagine all the vlogs mocking and everything. So, <laughs> so, this guy became very, was becoming increasingly proud and pompous. Uh, pompous. So they got somebody to always be beside him. Remember, that thou art man and not a god. Remember that thou just in the noise where everybody will be shouting. There was this guy that was always whispering. So some of you need friends in your life that keep you grounded. They thought it would appear immediately. Verse, verse twelve. Help us now. Verse twelve. 
Therefore, he said, a certain noble man went to a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. Verse 13, keep it going, keep, keep, keep it going. So he called ten of the servants and delivered to them ten minas and said to them, do business till I come. Verse 14, but his citizens hated him and sent a delegation after him saying, we will not have this man reign over us. So guess what they did? And so it was when he returned, having received the kingdom, he then commanded the servants to whom he had given the money to be called to him that he might know how much every man had gained by trading verse 16 the then came the first saying master your mina has earned this than other now the last guy give us the last guy no the last one okay 21 the guy that the one that had one help us help us 20. Thank you. Then another came saying, Master, here is your Mina. Amina. Amina. Amina tor. A lazy bar. E or or E. Bagarugo, bagarugo, shupepe. Okay, Sam. Sam, Sam. Anybody know that? Some people know it. Yeah, be proud of your childhood. Amina brought back the. Because another now, <laughs> which I have kept put away in a, what was his theology? His theology is safety, comfort, convenience will do all that God wants me to do. Because to trade means that you face rejection. No successful salesperson in this world who was not rejected. You can't make enough sales calls and not have somebody talk to you as if you are not a human being. Are you here? So our theology must embrace rejection, suffering, struggle, delay, challenge, death, loss. Jesus said, be of good cheer, overcome the world. John 16 verse 13. Let's go. Watching my time. John 16 and verse 13. Help us, help us. However, when he, the spirit of truth, am I sure that's the one I really want? Uh, spirit of truth has come. He will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak of his uh, on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things come. That's not what I'm looking for. How me go to John 13 verse 16 in case I got it mixed up whilst I double check. Sorry, is John sixteen thirty three? What did I call it before? Thirteen. Sorry, instead of three. Slip of mind. These things I have spoken. I know sometimes slip of mind. Your mind is beginning to slip. These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. See, UN, UN, UN. Thank God for UN. Oh, by the way, Timmy the Port was, uh, Timmy Salami was around the first to celebrate and honor her. <laughs> and many of you will work with UN, UNICEF, UNHCPA, UNIC, UN, UNIC, work with that. But he didn't say these things I've spoken to you, eh? UN? 
that in UN you may have peace. UN will never give us world peace. <laughs> Are you here? Sustainable goals, sustainable development goals, SDG, MDG, Millennium Development Goals, Ocean, Ocean Ball. What's that one? Eliminate poverty. Correct. Eliminate poverty? When a lot of your policies are sponsoring poverty in places where you're taking the raw material? Please call me to come and speak to you. I'll speak what you want to hear. But are you seeing what I'm saying? The deceitfulness of human nature. I make you a promise on the front end. But I'm scooping all your stuff on the back end. So what, what are we doing? The hope of the world is a regenerated man. So let me tell you, let me go for them. If you prize an appointment at the UN more than you prize your garden of believers, you don't get it yet. I want to go there and make impact. God's plan for reformation is the church. Why are you all so quiet? You don't believe it? I say, hmm. Island, can you give me a loud mmm? Island, give me a loud mmm. That's the hope of the world. If there was a better thing to build, Jesus would have built it. He said, Upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He said, I've spoken to you that in me you may have peace so where do you have peace in who in christ how does that peace come in you how the things that he has so god's words are the seeds for your peace It's not kitty kata, kitty kitty kata kata, bam bam chill with the big boys. Sometimes people chill with the big boys so they freeze because they're chilling. The word of God is the seed for peace. Peace is a fruit. Peace is the fruit of the spirit, isn't it? Now the fruit of the spirit is love, peace. Joy, peace is the fruit of the spirit, but every fruit comes from a seed. So, if there's a fruit for peace, there's the seed of peace, and that seed of peace is the word. Are you here? It's okay to clap, don't be ashamed of the hands God gave you. But see, joy it gets even better because, see, now what words was it speaking to them? Be of good cheer, I will not leave you orphans. So you're speaking to them of the present and the future. And he spoke to them about future danger. And said, don't worry. I'm telling you these things will happen. But they won't wipe you out. 
I just want to prophesy with somebody who still has enough faith to believe it. No matter how loud the storms blow, no matter how wild the winds are and the whirlwinds are, get ready to stand in the face of adversity. You will not only stand, you will prosper in the face of adversity. The winds that the enemy thought were going to uproot the tree that you are will actually carry the fruits that you're producing into the nations of the earth. The wind that should have broken and battered you will proliferate the agenda of God concerning your life. In the name of Jesus, you are not going down. Please, can you be my assistant preacher this morning? And I'm going to reach to five people. High five them or give them a slight touch depending on the kind of personality you have. And tell them you are so not going down. I see you coming up. I see you bouncing up. I see you rising high. I see you. You will embrace the, the theology of suffering, but it will not kill you. It will not dry you up. It will not wither you. Oh, you are getting better. You are getting robust in the spirit. If it's you, I'm talking to Elmer. Throw up your two hands and shout, I have the peace of God. the peace of God what's the peace of God it's shalom it's nothing missing nothing broken is nothing they spoil nothing somebody say nothing don't put the H sound in it say this is the time you allow not to say thin say thin it said in me you're gonna have peace what are you gonna have in the world in the world you will have tribulation Tribulation is trouble that has PhD. <laughs> While I wait on become lecturer, <laughs> that is cooling you right now. Jesus says, "Hey guys, it's going to happen, but choose your attitude, choose your disposition, your mindset. Be of good." Balenciaga, balance Luriaga. <laughs> Be of good cheer because the devil can shake your table. When God is your chairman, how can the devil shake your table? I have. I have. Look at him and say, Kule. Say, chill. Some of you are still saying, chill with pressure. Chill. Chi. <laughs> Number four. Maybe the pressure is getting worse. This one, I won't spend some more time on it because we've already dealt with it. Maybe the pressure is getting worse because you often forget that this earth is not the ultimate place. We often forget that. So, but I don't want to dwell on that because I already touched on it in some way. That this earth, it is broken, it is battered. We are on the earth, watch this, as witnesses. In this age, the church will prevail, but the church will not be democratized. What does that mean? In this age, the church is going to win. There's nothing the devil can do to operate the church. The church will thrive and fructify and become glorious. But not everybody will become a Christian or believer in Jesus. Are you here? 
Don't let me go into deep theological waters, but there are other things I want to see around that. This earth has a timeline. It's going to be battered. It's going to be battered. It's going to be battered with fire. And then God is going to give us a new heaven and a new earth. Are we here? So let's go to Revelation 21 verse 1 for this one. So in Luke 19, they thought the kingdom was coming then. No, things have to be done. God has an agenda. God has a plan. Your child wants a car now. The car is not the problem. His readiness is. Every believer at some point or the other, every mature believer, it's crossed your mind. My wife said a couple of weeks ago, maybe days even, Jesus, please just hurry up and come and let's wrap up this. Anybody ever thought like that? But what is it? <laughs> Can it be over like now? Because I don't care what people are doing. So I saw one guy the other day was wearing one pointed shoe and doing like this and doing like this. So, Kiyoshi, oh boy, let's, let's have a conversation. We need to talk. Now, somebody goes, Well, I'm, I'm drag queen. I'm queer. Are you alright? Now, you can be all of that and even claim as a man that you're a woman or a woman that you're a man. But 100 years from now, when archaeologists dig out your body from the earth, the bone structure will reveal God's original intention. Forever, oh God, your word is settled in heaven. But there's a lot of unsettlement on earth. And a lot of people are under pressure and they are believing the enemy's lies that I'm a child molester. What's that one? There's a child apparition like a, a child something. People that say they like to have... So, no, they call themselves another name. Or pedophiles actually. But they call themselves a certain name. Now, we don't want to hate them. We don't want to hate them. But we need to have conversations. Because my challenge... With a lot of people who say, I'm, a, I'm alternatively sexual. So whether it's homosexuality, bisexuality, trisexuality, um, lunar sexuality, uh, agrosexuality, people that meet with plants and all these kind of things. Whatever. You see pineapple, you say, it's doing me like to be doing pineapple. You have a problem. Let's talk. Let's talk. Part of my challenge, let me tell you part of my challenge. Part of my challenge is not that people are struggling. All of us struggle with different things or have struggled with different things. Part of my problem is the seeming overt, blatant, and offensive insistence that anybody who thinks we should have a conversation is abusing your rights. We're just saying let's have a conversation. Let's talk. And I don't have to believe what you believe. So, I, I'm aware enough to know there might be some people here who are struggling with it or who have struggled with it. It does not make you an evil person. It means that there are some aftermaths of the fall of Adam that are finding more significant expressions in that area of your life. Because some people are not dealing with sexuality, but when they lie, the devil takes notes. They learn work. <laughs> Is 
devil goes, oh my, I'm going to use that next time. <laughs> so we, we are large enough. Our theology in this house is broad enough to accommodate that conversation. What I'm not for is when you have that, then you own it. And then you want everybody to accept it. Come on. Before you know what's going on, you go and touch someone's child there and say, I'm, there's a name. What's that name? Child's liking tendency human being. A minor MAP. Minor attracted persons. MAP. Even though they've lost their way. Minor attracted persons. So we, we, we deal with this tension and we're going to have to deal with more tension. Transhumanism. Where you don't know whether it's a machine or a human being you're relating with. They're going to create their own protoplasm of flesh that will be on robots. Initially they will look queer, but after a while they'll look just like human beings. And the only difference would be if you look into their eyes or maybe the, the speed on certain activities. You're going to be living with robots. So you don't know whether a person you're preaching to is actually a robot or a human being. And then you're going to also have uh, centaurs, like humans with animals. I say, uh, have you not been watching this movie? Have you not noticed everything else in the movie 50 years ago is what you see on your streets now? Now, I don't know whether that will actually become full-blown, but you're going to have animalistic people possessed where the enemy is manifesting beastly. You're going to see all those all those things you saw. Uh, what's that stuff? All those Star Wars things and X-Men. Blue one, this one. It's going to happen. Yep. A pronoun called demon. So we have, we're dealing with those kind of pressures. So Revelation 21 verse 1. Island, are you alright? Revelation 21 verse 1, what does it say? <laughs> Revelation 21 verse 1, what does it say? Now I saw a new heaven and a new... Can we celebrate God for reinforcing the consciousness of a new heaven and a new earth in this house? How many of you have noticed that there's hardly a preacher that speaks about new heavens and new earth? When was the last time you went to a service or church or saw a clip online? Because we're so carnal now. Everybody wants to blow here. Live here. I want to be a baller. Yet, you are being kicked in the devil's pitch. Are you here? Keep your eyes on what's real. Keep your eyes on, on the real stuff, man. Woman. Let's read together. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, no more sea. Why did the sea come? The flood of Noah. Yes. Because how could Noah have put all the animals in or witnesses of all that species of animals in an ark since today, there are species of animals in certain continents and they are not in other continents. So there was one land mass in it. 
Acts 17 says that he divided the nations by boundary lines by the seas. So the purpose of the sea was to separate the nations. And if you look at the cracks of the continents, you're going to see that it can fit them together with a few chipped elements out. They can almost completely fit, but erosion over time. Are you getting when God made land and sea in the beginning, he separated the land from the sea. He didn't scatter the land amongst the sea. Somebody shout, thank you, Jesus. I've said this thing before. Maybe I've not said it in public. I said, God, he created the earth and the heavens for man to have an easy and enjoyable life. But man said, no, life is too simple. Let's scatter it. be plucking my food god said eat fruit and help in other words time the waste in cooking don't cook just eat fruit he said no my diet is too healthy give me fat and oil i need some grease around my heart when we sing you are good you are kind you are sweet all the time is the truth i give you praises you see that now? By the way, I hear Mary Jane and Mary Ann can sing, so y'all go and get ready. Come, 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 come. You are good, you are kind, you are sweet. Come, come. All the time. Give them microphones. Ooh, you got some tones right there. Play, play, please. Do me somehow. You are good, you are kind, you are sweet all the time. I give you praises, I give you praises. You are good, you are kind, you are sweet. May the Lord lift you to stages you didn't even plan or prepare for. And you, you will not be ashamed. So God wanted an easy life. Not a lazy life. Not a lazy life. Because some people think a lazy life is an easy life. A lazy life is actually a hard life. Because it is weighed down by the burden of its own potential. It's weighed down by the gnawing sensation that I can be more 
give more, get more, do more. So it's buckled, buckling under the pressure of its potential. One easy life. That's why Jesus didn't change his mind when he said, See, all you that heavy laden burden, come to me. I will give you rest. With peace, right? And then he said, Take upon me, upon yourselves rather, my yoke. Why? God wants to be yoked with us. Yoke is partnership, fellowship, intimacy, productivity, working together. So there's still a land to till. Even when the devil is bound, there's still a land to cultivate. I hope you see that. So before the temptation, they had land to cultivate. So work is not the result of the fall of man. Work is the result of the faithfulness of God to give man something through which the imprisoned glory can be expressed. Oh, come on. This is good stuff. All right, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's really close on this point. Midweek service don't miss it Wednesday. Now look at that. Give us Revelation 21 verse 1. Help us, media. Bless you, media. We appreciate you, media. You're stretched, but you're doing well. Thank you. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more sea. Verse 2. Okay, there was no more sea that took us in that direction. Then I, John saw the hey no sin inside this city how many of you know that the pressure of temptation sometimes can stress your soul you go to your friend's party your friend party believer all of that all that you are trying hard not to see and then there are people they come to your table Leave me. I don't want to keep abreast of the news. It's all tight here. Because if they go like so, you know, Oprah, like, or you are a girl not a guy you're a girl and they are disturbing your life you just say let me celebrate myself put my picture on whatsapp hey girl you're hot too make me hook up now it's in the are you right can you free my soul now a part of your flesh is tickled by the attention your inner man is vexed your soul has to deal with the tension between vexation and ticklishness stress See, on the earth, you have to endure hardship as a good soldier of Christ. Some of you, the funny thing is your flesh actually likes the guy. In fact, you feel like you're in love. They're like, the only thing this person does not have is sense. <laughs> but, I have enough sense for two. Until they turn your sense into nonsense. See, those who have sense, turn your sense into more sense. Those who have no sense, divide your sense into nonsense. (laughs) All God said on there, always fine. New Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride. So the city is the bride of God. 
adorned for her husband. Should I teach a little bit? Just a little. The church, the church is the bride of Christ. The heavenly Jerusalem is the bride of the Father. <laughs> you know your body is going to be another one. Another one. Your body, this body is going to be glorified. You know he said to you in Matthew 5, a city set upon a hill cannot be hidden. So you are a city. But the city that you are is a temporary city on the earth. There's going to be a permanent city that is made not with human hands, but descends from God. That city is the new Jerusalem. So you are currently in the heavenly Jerusalem, which is a virtual city, a spirit city. You have come into the heavenly Jerusalem. That heavenly Jerusalem is going to come on the earth. So look at that. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem coming out of heaven from God. The city is coming from the first bride was Eve. It came from Adam. Adam. Church is the bride of Christ. Came from Christ. Jerusalem. Now, God wife come from So Adam's marriage was really a reflection of heavenly Jerusalem. That wherever Eve would be, she would represent Adam perfectly. Wherever heavenly Jerusalem would be to represent God perfectly because we will never see God. We will only see God in Christ. So wherever the church would be to represent Christ perfectly. So Adam did not prepare his wife for the times to come so when the pressure came she failed jesus is preparing the church these things i have said to you so you may have peace in me so that when persecution comes you will prevail why you have been prepared to present the church to himself by the washing of the water of the word so even god had to Esther is a metaphor for this. Six months of purification, six months of adornment. Whoa! I thought it were just funny. I didn't know you were this deep. Are you following now? For husband, continue. Continue. Let me close. Help us, media. Okay. And I loud, and I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them, and this is the equivalent of whoa man this is the bone of my bone and the flesh 
Adam, if you knew that your life was a metaphor for something greater, you would treat small things like big things and not despise. For he made man to enjoy what he will enjoy when he presents his bride to himself. Are you guys still here? So you look like you're in. Alright, final point for today. Are you, are you full yet? Just one more point. Let's do one more point. Can we do one more point? Then we'll continue. On. All right. This is a good point to do. Psalm 4. Okay. Number 5. Maybe the pressure is getting worse because God's hand is strong upon your life. <laughs> Who said that more? <laughs> I really this one. <laughs> I God, I beg. I think God beg you, God. <laughs> like God, you don't just chill, right? Give a girl a, a break. Right. You get what I'm saying? What's your name, sir? Bright! That's why you have a bright smile. See this. Sometimes, and I, I thought on Wednesday about pressure, you know, God, if it's God, do this. If it's devil, do this. If it's you, do this. If it's right, you remember that? Some pressure in your life, the devil is not even involved at all. The truth is, the devil gets more glory than he deserves. Someone said, does he deserve any glory? In this age, yes. You know why? Matthew 4 4. There was a trade off in Genesis 2, right? Because in Matthew 4 then, when it comes and appears to Jesus and tempts him, it says, just, show me I'm the boss. Just like, the, the original rendition, when it said bow, is not, ah, ekarasa, ekarama, that's your I speak, that's your I speak. <laughs> it wasn't like a full-blown prostrate on the floor. It was just, I for one. Like, <laughs> Like Jesus, folks are going to think like you're actually dancing in a rabbinical update. It was not supposed to be like a big deal, just acknowledge. So the enemy is a, is a showman. He was created to be a showman, but he was created to show dimensions of God's glory. So that showmanship is still deep in him. So he loves drama a lot. That's why he throws tantrums. He likes all those cyclones, just things that will show that I still did. I said, now we did, now we did. He does that a lot. So you must understand there's something called demonic drama. The purpose of demonic drama is not to destroy, it's to distract you. So you need you need to know that. Let me give you an example. Jesus comes in from Mount of Transfiguration, Covenant. They've been trying to uh, deliver the boy. The boy was not delivering. <laughs> the cast was not casting. Come out, came out, go out, do out. Brian, they were binding the wrong spirit because the boy was bound with the deaf and dumb spirit. So they needed to rebuke the deaf and dumb spirit, not just the dumb spirit, because the deaf spirit didn't allow the boy hear what he was supposed to be free from. Right? Then Jesus comes and proclaims a word. You know what the Bible says? The boy 
was going up, up, up. Pah! The Bible says that he hit the floor as though dead. Hey, just to on me. If it was a Yoruba mother, hey! like I prefer an epileptic child to a dead child. Not me. Angels don't monitor that. Then log it in. No, 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 that. I'm preaching, you can see. You have to explain to angels, though, because they're learning wisdom, because some of them are very active. Behold, <laughs> the they're like Ajayis in the spirits. <laughs> Before you say one, they've done seven. But the Bible says they're, they're hearkening to the voice of the word anyway. Right. Um, so the, the boy is dead, and it looks like it's a worse situation than when we first believed. That's demonic drama. Because the demonic drama wants you to leave the boy dead and accuse Jesus. Knowledge is powerful. The Bible says a man of understanding, he increases strength. Any area of sustained increase in your life is predicated on knowledge. Whether you know you know it or you are accidentally practicing it. If it's sustained through cycles, it's not happenstance. There's a protocol in your life or your daily schedule that is sponsoring that cyclical result. Similarly, if there's any area where you seem stuck, there's some protocol that needs to be explored. So, let's close with this God's hand being strong. Uh, Psalm 42, let's take it from verse 6 first. Uh, Psalm 42 from verse 6. See what it says. Oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan and from the heights of Hermon, from the hill Mizar. All of us are significant, but let's focus. Deep calls unto deep at the noise of your. I'm likely going to touch on this in my ministration in a few hours. All your waves and billows have gone over me. Let's keep going. Now, you know, when we preach this now, we preach it from a premise of, ah, wave after wave, wave after wave after wave, your glory is here. Great stuff. But the way it's talking about here is not just the deep of deep of revelation. It's like, I feel like I'm flooded. I feel like your waves are covering me. Like God, what you're putting on me, what you're pouring on me is so overwhelming. Each choke. I'm struggling to swim in it. Now, it's going to look as though this is one bad thing or God just saw and just dumped stuff on you. But you will see that the agenda of God, go to verse 7. The agenda of God is really, is really for deep to call unto deep. For the deep tribulation in your life to call out the depth of God on the inside of you. It's really the agenda of God. Where the treasures within will float to the top. As you go through the water. So when you go through the fire, they will not consume you. When you walk through the water, they will not overflow you. What it means is when it looks like it's overflowing you, there's still a dimension that's about to come out of you. 
This is the reason you check big troubles in your life. They often come in waves. This one happened, then this one happened, then this one happened, then this one happened. Ah, what? So look at even temptations come in waves. There can be a time in your life men are just chasing you, chasing, chasing, chasing. And after a while, re- relief and go like nobody's even asking. Why? The temptations of Jesus. We saw it back to back to back. Waves. And the Bible says the devil left him for a season because he understands cycles. So he's looking for another cycle of vulnerability. We have tried something two or three times, which also tells me something. Whenever something comes against you, if you can overcome it three times back to back, you are bigger than that thing. That's why James said, blessed is the man who endures temptation, not the one who avoids it. The one who avoids it, we don't know how strong or weak you are. <laughs> don't let me talk. You see, everybody looks strong until the flood comes. He said, all your waves and billows have gone over me. This is what has happened. All your waves, all your billows. God, you put it on me. They've come over me. Now, DHN, how do I know? Who's DHN? I have different names for different people. DHN, how do I know? That God has no qualms with flooding your life. This one, the psalm is like, ah, your waves are over me, or this one, I'm drinking the water. You will not die. Look at say, you will not die. How do I know this is the original plan of God? Ezekiel 47. Water was being issued from the temple, the, the bottom of the altar in the temple, and came up on the east side and it was flowing. A thousand cubits, ankle. Thousand cubits, Need it thousand cubits. No, you say, guy is okay. God said, No, it's not too much flesh is still visible. I need the entirety of your life to be emerged such that people will know there's activity in the water. Boys, by the water, in other words, it's by the spirit and not by the arm of flesh. Because if it's by the arm of flesh, then people will say, Oh, Nora is such a great person. Oh, Mrs. Balogun is so, Oh, Busala Busa is so amazing. But when you are immersed in the spirit, they'll be like, Oh, wow, God has been so good to you. Oh, we love the way God is using you. Oh, tell me how God. The emphasis, they will admire you, but they will not idolize you. Because when you get to that level, you know, say, my back wing, what they call a back stroke, did not work. My breast stroke, <laughs> my chest won't come out. This, this one, that one, is the river that is carrying me. And I've come to a level where I cannot even walk against the tide. I have to swim along with it. So what did this man learn? Give us and close. Verse 8, what does it say? The Lord will command hey, his love and kindness in the daytime and in the night his song shall be with me. Hey. Can I close with this? In the nights his song shall be with me a prayer to the God of my life. Listen, there is a song you have been singing. 
And many times the song you are singing is the song of pain. The song of complaint is the song of I'm not a singer. No. So sing is to consistently string repeated verses on the inside of you into a harmonious melodic rhythm. So complaining can be a song. Backbiting can be a song. Envy can be a song. Jealousy can be a song. Despair can be a song. And as long as you're singing that song, you're not ready for the next level of that wave. He's saying the song you need to sing is a song his song in other words god has a song concerning your life that's why i said in Zephaniah chapter 2 he said i will rejoice over you with singing so the way you come out of the pressure is that whilst you feel depressed and morose you are not singing the situation you are singing the revelation you are taking the song oh are you here you are taking the song from heaven and singing over your situation singing over your line over your life you are saying nevertheless at your word i will let down the nets not my will but yours be done that becomes the echo of your heart the rhythm of your soul the harmony of your mind that is what you stay on because you know god i can't really see what you're doing or make sense of the intensity of my pain but i trust you oh yaka i trust you job said my redeemer leave it and i know that i'm going to see him on the last day in fact what job was really saying on the last day job had a picture of the redemption job had a picture of the glorified resurrected body because his body was boiled up and blistered by pain and stretched in different ways with all kinds of stretch marks and watermark and people are wondering who branded you like this because we can see the watermark of worry and suffering he said i know my redeemer leaves before jesus came to die he saw he saw the redeemer he said and he will raise me up on the last day so job thought that i would die like this and be resurrected but once you catch a glimpse of eternity you can make withdrawals into time because job didn't die with the affliction his body was regenerated when we make contact with eternity when we are able to contact the life of god from a place of consciousness subconsciousness and super consciousness then you have an inroad an inlet where the power and the glory of God will begin to fix the kidneys that have been broken, fix the lungs, fix the stomach that has been battered by ulcer, fix the mind that has been broken by addiction, fix the sexuality that has been affected. Help me high five your neighbor and tell your neighbor God is fixing it now. God is fixing it now. God is fixing it now. It does not matter how long it has lasted. How do I know it's fixing it? I don't want to preach my next message in the service but let me touch on this one a little bit in Jeremiah 18 remain standing and get it ready to close look at your neighbor say neighbor look at your neighbor say neighbor somebody put neighbor put the vibrato in there look at your neighbor say neighbor neighbor God is working on you. Say God is working on you. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, keep going. Go down to the potter's house and there I will cause you to hear my words. Behold, I went down to the potter's house and there he was making something at the wheel. Keep on going. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hands of the potter. So he made it again into another vessel. So when Jeremiah got there, the first interface for Tima that the prophet saw was that God was making 
making something. We didn't quite know what it was, but we knew that God was making something. Some of you people can tell what's going on with you. When will you marry? This year, next year, sometimes forever. When will you graduate? When will you buy your land? Even if it's not a plot, can you buy a lot? Or an ought? Ought? When will you do this one or that? They can't figure out what God is making. But I said he was making something. But then Jeremiah said he was making a vessel. So from having no form, he could now tell it's a vessel. Some of you, the form of what God is making is already coming out. People can already see the kind of vessel, the kind of shape. But then next one I said that the vessel that was made of clay was mad in the hand of the potter. I thought that God, the potter, you've done this thing many times before. Why does it look like it's not my own life they spoil for your hand? It looks like it's mar, like marry, like messed up. But the beautiful thing, baby guy, is marred but still in his hands. The issue is not are you marred or transformed. The issue is in whose hands are you? Because it does not matter your current form. If you are in God's hands, you are in good hands. Hey, oh yeah, I'd rather be down with God than up with the devil. Big, oh yeah, are you hearing that? But the, oh yeah, 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 but he said he made it again. Somebody shall make it again, God. He made it again. Somebody shall make it again. He made it again into another vessel. And it seemed good to the potter to make. So some of you, you are like the clay on the wheel. The potter takes the clay, puts it on a wheel. God's wheel, W-I-L-L, oftentimes feels like W-H-E-E-L. Turn me on your own. So when you're on the wheel like clay, it feels like you're dizzy, going in the same circle. But the form and the sculpting is in the spinning. It is in the spinning. It's in the spinning that the refinement takes place, that the curves are formed, that the shape becomes neat and clean. Are you here? I close with First Peter chapter 5, where he says, Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and he shall exalt you in due time. So God is saying that there is something I am making. Humble yourself. Surrender yourself. Align yourself. First Peter 5. Align yourself. And he is going to lift you in good time. What that means is, where's my first Peter chapter 5? What it means is, Cougar, the clay is like, don't pinch me now, it's too tight. I don't touch me now, it's too much. He said, therefore, humble yourselves. Where? Where? Israel, come. Israel, come. Where? Come, come, come real quick. Perfecto, come real quick. Face them. Uh, my hand, uh, is he upon you? Uh, is my hand upon you? It's just over you. So you can feel the pressure. Uh, is my hand on you now? Can you feel the touch? But is it pressure? Some of you just got a touch. You're not even pressured yet. But this. Uh, uh, can you feel the pressure? Are you having to resist uh, to keep my hand up? Now respond to the pressure. Just respond to it. You need to go down now. Respond to the pressure. Respond to the pressure. Keep going down as low as you can. Keep going down until you get on your knees and surrender. And say, God, I don't know what's going on. Can you talk to me, God? And then God said, now I got you where I want you. Because it said, Jesus, he counted it's not rubber to be equal with God. But he humbled himself unto death. Even the 
death of a servant wherefore God have highly exalted him so now that you got on your knees I can showcase you and is now exalted come to the stage at the right hand side of the father and because he bowed now at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow and every tongue confess island shout yes mainland holler yes shout yes say this pressure is for more God's hand is on my life he's molding me I thought I was a shepherd boy then God's hand came upon my life and threw Goliath at me I thought I was a giant killer then God's hand came upon my life and Saul threw javelins at me I thought I was just surviving Saul that sounds like a series surviving Saul and then God sent me 400 crazy people who were disoriented and I saw a general in me then I was enough being a military general then God made me a king then I thought the king was all until my own son Absalom came against me Adonijah Tamar all kinds of family drama why because I represent the dynasty of the Christ and with all the drama in my life when the Messiah shows up he will still be called the son of in other words with all the drama in David's life he turned out to be just the vessel God needed to say as long as you're in my hands I will make you an everlasting legacy an everlasting tabernacle help me go to three or four people and tell them not to spoil you're still in his hands you're still molded you're still safeguarded you're still protected you're still preserved somebody show yes you've got praise in the house under the hand of God the Bible doesn't call it the hand of God it says the mighty hand that's Kratos that's intense you know that it's pressure is that Debbie? it's pressure good to see how you it's pressure that turns coal into diamond everybody preaches it motivationally but you know what it means to be cold for a long time? Can't breathe because oxygen will disrupt the process. Someone will be like, God, let me breathe. I said no. Because <laughs> if you breathe, we're going to start again. So learn the wisdom of a swimmer. Learn to breathe underwater. <laughs> oh, can I talk? was something I shared with you when yeah one of those seasons when you just said learning to breathe on the underwater so I started swimming which I stopped I, I started swimming and um, I didn't learn to swim I learned to swim by myself you know that kind of pressure swimming Everybody, all your cousins are swimming so you just learn to go and swim by force I didn't learn from a coach and so I learned to swim with my head above the water and so I always swim this way even when I'm doing this my head is always above water and I noticed all the coaches were watching me when I went to a professional swimming space. And one of them just had mercy upon me and said, no, you're not supposed to swim with your head above the water. You're supposed to swim with your head under the water. And even if you want to breathe, and that's why you see professional athletes, they breathe this way and their head is back into the water. He said, first of all, you're losing more energy when you're keeping your head up. 
because you're using a lot of energy to keep your head up you need to let the water carry you and then you need and he said when you're doing that way you're not exercising your heart there's no cardiovascular um exercise going on so your heart is pumping the way it's supposed to and so i just thought that was an amazing analogy as the spirit is the water you need to be in the spirit and let it work on your heart for the result that you want to get in god powerful you just preached a part of my next message i just said that by inspiration i didn't even know i tell my wife it happens to me often I say things or do things by inspiration and I study later and see that it's actually a thing, a principle in life. As unless you know, an intimate walk with the Holy Spirit will expose what research has not discovered. I've seen it happen too many times in different fields. So we swim with our heads underwater. God did not deliver the three Hebrew children's children from the fire. He delivered them through the fire. The superiority of gold, the authenticity of gold, is not that fire has never touched it. It's that fire touched it and fire bowed. The gold itself was glad and grateful that went through fire. And Peter says, your faith being much more precious than gold. God is refining something. The Bible says it does not seem pleasing when the Father chastises. Can I just say something to you? Some of you are in a Job kind of situation now. Job. It's not the enemies that spoke about you that brought about the trouble. It's God that spoke about you. if you're not discerning say God has forgotten me no it's not that God forgot it's that God remembered you too much boasted <laughs> about you in the corridors of the heavenlies and principality like eh who's this job God no man likes you like that oh you selfish humans so try now my guy guy his name starts with G but now my G because sometimes G is pronounced J. Like ginormous. Right? Or oranges. It's not called oranges. Except you have a dialect problem. So this is the point. God doesn't waste pressure. He invests it. So humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. The Kratos of God. And he will do something exalt you. Due time is the time when you've paid your dues. Paid in full. California and more. God will lift you. Can we throw our hands up to heaven and say, God, my hands are lifted but my knees are bent. I receive the grace for the season. I receive the grace for the season. I receive the grace for now, God. I receive the grace for now. I receive the grace for now. I receive the grace for now. Una dosia tabafila karatosia tabashias.
Urino cobri de covla di brazote velati sanash maniga dobra sidda. Orroha salavati casila vedush. Lord, for everyone whose heart is broken, whose heart is so torn, ripped by pain, we release grace for healing, we release grace for restoration. For everyone who's currently out of sync with you, if there's anyone here who's not saved, you have not received the life of Jesus, you haven't recognized him as your Lord and your Savior, we're going to give you the opportunity in this moment to say, Jesus, I receive you. I receive your work. I receive your life. I believe in you as the perfect sacrifice for my sins. I believe in you as the savior of my life. Lord, we thank you for grace for everyone. Thank you for healing virtue. This week, we see a token for good. This week, we are encouraged with signs, wonders, miracles, and testimonies. The same way you appeared as the fourth man in the fire. We are not saying, take us out of the fire. We are saying, can you show us that you are with us in it? And not just show us, show the world. Just like Nebuchadnezzar saw the fourth man. Let the evidence of your presence be so pronounced. Give us divine manifestations that outweigh our most sophisticated strategies. Our best plans are most comprehensive projections. Thank you, Lord, for healing. For those who need it, thank you, Lord, for comfort. For those who need it, who crave it, who yearn for it. And thank you, Lord, for Jesus. We give you praise, our Father. Jesus name we've prayed come on someone to celebrate God right now can you shout hallelujah generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings to join this growing community of kings visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566 one more thing Someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.